Today I'm sharing the four reasons why you need to stop taking edits on your writing personally. This comes from a question that was sent to me. And guys, I get every single question that you guys send me. I don't have time to respond to everyone, but if I get repeat questions, I love making videos on it and sharing the information with everybody as a whole. So first things first, I wanna preface this by saying that edits on your writing, it's always going to hurt a little bit when you see feedback of any kind. A good editor will try to sandwich the feedback with something positive about your writing and then give you some critiques or some feedback or some changes. I'm speaking personally from somebody who hires writers and edits and has actually created an entire revision process for my clients that I consult for that includes five different revision rounds. So just being realistic, when your writing goes through five different rounds of edits, usually including multiple people within a company, your writing will be changed and it's actually a good sign because it means the company takes pride in the content that they're producing and that they want it to be top notch so it's always gonna hurt i think even when i see revisions today years later it's still kind of has this twinge of hurt so just know it's okay that there's this always going to be this offense when you see the words that you create changed by another person it's probably always gonna hurt. The only time that it's gonna get a little bit easier is when you have experience under your belt and you're more confident in yourself as a writer. And then you'll say, okay, these were just changes they made. It's not personal. It doesn't mean I'm a bad writer. So that's number one. Number two, I wanna take you behind the scenes and just tell you what actually happens during these revision process and, and why you shouldn't take it personally because it's really all part of the process. So when we hire a freelance writer, what we're really hiring them to do is just do the bulk of the work in terms of structuring the piece, doing the research. And for this example, I'm gonna use long form content like blogs and web pages and anything that requires a high word count. That's what I work most with and that's what you'll see a lot of revisions on. So. I've created revision processes for my clients and it usually requires five revision rounds and it goes to me and then it'll go to a subject matter expert within the company, someone like an engineer who's a product expert and knows about the product, uh, someone high up in marketing who can say, hey, yeah, we actually don't say that. Here's what we want to position our, our message as. Don't write this. Uh, then it'll go to a final editor, then it'll go back to me for final review. So as you can see, so many different people are involved in this process. So of course your writing is gonna look different when the final piece is published versus what you turned in. This doesn't always happen because some people just say, hey, this is good enough, push it out. And although that might seem like a more ideal situation, actually you do want revision rounds on your piece so that you can learn. So that brings me to point number three. Reason number three why you should not take it personally is because edits are actually what makes you better as a writer. It makes you a stronger writer. In fact, the only difference between an experienced writer and a newbie writer is that an experienced writer has been through so many revision rounds and gotten so much feedback on their writing that they are now experienced, they understand what clients are looking for. So if you can flip your mindset and reframe this in the sense of, hey, the more feedback I get, 
the better I get and the more money I can charge and the better writer I become, then you actually look at revisions as this really positive experience that makes you a better writer. That is the only difference between someone like me who's worked for a ton of clients and has that experience and a newer writer who's still looking to land their first client is that I've gotten feedback on my writing. I've had my writing changed. Okay, so reason number four why you should not take this personally is keep this in mind. It's also on the client to be a good communicator and deliver feedback for you in a way that you can improve. The specific writer who reached out to me with this question, she said that they had changed her whole piece and that she felt pretty undermined by it and that they hadn't actually given her feedback. They just kind of changed it on their own and published it. And the reason for this being, just to give you a behind the scenes look at what that process looks like, a lot of the time it is not worth our time as editors, as content leads, as people who hire writers and give feedback. It is more efficient to make changes on our own to hit the deadline and push the piece of content out versus give you this feedback and this teaching opportunity. So again, that's where the feedback is actually such a gift is that if a, if a client actually takes the time to go through revisions with you and make it this teachable moment, you're gaining so much. And actually a lot of clients don't even take the time to do that and provide that mentorship because they have so many different responsibilities and they're so strapped so again reframing this feedback as like hey actually this is a learning opportunity keep this in mind as well this kind of goes back to the behind the scenes you don't know what's going on Clients do not have the time to even teach you properly how they want things written. What they'll do is take your work and say, hey, this is like a lump of clay. This is a blob of writing. And now I'm going to shape this into what it needs to be to accurately reflect our brand. As a contractor, as a freelancer, you actually don't have insight into so much that's going on within this brand, within their brand positioning, these discussions that the marketing team is having about, hey guys, here's where we see the brand going. Here's the messages we wanna stay away from. Here's what we really think resonates with customers. Well, how can you get that as an external freelancer when you're not included on any of those calls? So freelancers have this huge blind spot. It's actually why I transitioned or moved up into more consulting roles where I was taking a lot of calls, where I'm very involved with the marketing team now is because I want to be on the ground level, actually shaping the messages that get pushed out versus this game of telephone where the client has to explain this stuff to me and they keep having to craft it and change it. So it's really not your fault. There's so much happening behind the scenes that as an external contractor, you are not going to have the same information that an internal employee would. So number five is just understanding that you are only usually providing the first step in this revision round process and that what you were really hired for as a freelance writer is to save the time of creating that first draft because you are the one doing the research you are the one putting the words on the paper you're doing the most time intensive part of that process that's why this is my message to the writer who reached out to me and said 
I feel undermined and my writing was so changed. Well, what they really paid you for was not to be perfect and not to create this perfect final draft. It was actually to do the most time intensive part of the process, which is formulating the idea, bringing all the ideas together, structuring it appropriately, doing the research to create links on the blog post, making sure the key points were in there. You did all the time intensive work. Now it'll only take your client probably one to two hours of edits to make the piece get to where it needs to be, whereas you might have taken four to five hours to actually write the piece. So you did accomplish your job despite them possibly changing a lot of what you wrote. Just know that. Now, there is a situation where this actually does change, and that's what I want to come on here and talk to you about. So as you guys know, I have a freelance template playbook that I released. You can find it on paidcopywriter.com, and it actually has 35 different client scenarios of like how to start a conversation with a client, how to cold pitch them, what to do when they respond back, what to do if they ask you for your portfolio, Everything that you could possibly need when you are a new freelancer and you don't have that guidance, I have provided in those 35 different templates and they each have a mini lesson of what's going on in this interaction and how you can navigate it, right? Because if I was just to provide templates, I think everybody would sound like a freelancing robot and we don't want that. I want you to understand the dynamics and what occurs when you are interacting with a client. Now, what I just said about not taking all the edits personally. So, okay, we got that you understand, but what if they are actually asking you to consistently revise your work? That's where it becomes a problem because as freelancers, we want to get as much work done in as little amount of time as possible so we can be free and go about our lives and not be chained to a desk. When you, like me, charge a flat fee, but then the client keeps asking you to revise the work, well, now you've spent all this time working for the client and you got paid that flat fee, so your hourly rate begins to drop because instead of taking four hours to complete a blog post for $600, now it's taking you 10 hours, right? So email number eight, this is a template in my template pack that I wanna share with you guys. It's called pushing back on micromanagement or too many revision rounds. This is a problem and this is something I experienced as a new freelancer that I finally found out how to handle so that it stops happening. So. I'm going to read to you the actual lesson. This is like a free sample of the template pack. A lot of awkward conversations between client and freelancer can be avoided if expectations are properly set in the beginning of the relationship. So here's two ways you can avoid having to even use this template to begin with. Number one, you want to implicitly state revision rounds in your contract. So if the client agrees to this upfront, in the contract, but then you find yourself going back and forth on so many revision rounds, you simply refer back to your contract and nip this in the bud. Hey, just as a reminder, we agreed to two or three revision rounds and we're now at the four or five level. You know, nice way to salvage the relationship. Habit of explaining your work. So when you can explain to a client why you thought a certain paragraph was necessary or why you left something out or why you took a certain 
certain angle with the piece. You can avoid going back and forth with the client. So try to preempt what questions your client could have about the piece. And I typically do this by just doing the Google Doc comments in the right-hand pane of a Google Doc. Say, hey, I included this because of X, Y, and Z. So if you're working on shorter form copy like ads that could require fewer revision rounds, you can take this actually a step further by recording a free Loom video. Loom, it's spelled L-O-O-M, Loom. It's basically you recording the screen and yourself talking and walking the client through the choices that you made on that piece. And this prevents the client from reading the piece and just instantly going ham on your Google Doc and seeing all the red lines <laughs> and instantly wanting these revisions. Now in this template pack, I obviously include the template, so I'm gonna read that to you too. So if they're requesting too many rounds of edits, you can just say, hello, so-and-so, this is an email template. I'm noticing there are multiple rounds of revisions and other negative client patterns. So let's just say they keep calling you or texting you or wanting to discuss the piece. I'm noticing there are multiple rounds of edits. While I'm always happy to revise the work to make it as high quality as possible, I'd like to work with you to create a more efficient editing process that meets your standards while also accommodating the bandwidth I have for these blog posts. With other clients, I typically do a maximum of two editing rounds. Please let me know how you'd like to proceed. I love working with you and wanna find a solution that works for both of us. So I just wanna share with you guys like a free sample of the lesson I give in this client template packet and the actual copy and paste template that you can use to communicate better with clients. Just remember that putting that in your contract will always save you from even having to write this email. So to sum everything up, do not take revisions personally. The Sometimes the best feedback we can hope for as writers and as freelancers is that the client is still giving us work. Sometimes people won't always outright compliment you and give you those kudos. Some clients just don't have the time or the energy or the personality to do that. So if they're still giving you work despite these revisions, that is a great sign. And number two, if this is starting to become a drain on your time and your energy and the client's becoming difficult to work for, that's when the template like this can really come in handy and you can use this to negate the situation and salvage the client relationship while also setting boundaries. Hope this helps.